Hola, you're listening to CBS Escucha Seen and Heard, a language justice podcast for interpreters and queer community and queer interpreters and everyone else who interprets. I'm Andrea. And I'm Ada. We're here at the studios of 103.3 Asheville FM in Asheville, North Carolina with our compas Manuel and Lionel. And today it is my honor to introduce and welcome two very special guests, Catalina Nieto and Ceci Sainz Becerra. Bienvenida, compañeras. ¿Cómo están? Gracias. Hola. So we are a little bit nervous. This is our third episode, and we have made the strategic decision to take some shots before this episode. <laughs> salud. Entonces, salud. Salud. Y yo me tomé una su salud también, así para que sepan. So, Catalina and Ceci, will you tell us a little bit about yourselves, starting with where you are now? Yes, of course. Uh, this is Cecilia Ceci. I am in Atlanta, Georgia, in my kitchen table post some travels. Uh, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, but I was originally born in La Ciudad de México, a.k.a. Mexico City. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Catalina. You could also call me Cata. Very sweet to be here with all of you. And I'm originally from Colombia, Bogota, Colombia. And um, migrated to the U.S. when I was about 19 years old. So half of my life here in the U.S., half in Colombia. Uh, I live in Washington, D.C. at the moment, but I have moved around a lot. Migrando, moviéndome. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an Aquariana, Aquarian, um, artista, sexy term, many things. <laughs> Great. So today's episode is about queering language, and we wanted to start off just kind of exploring what does that mean to you? For me, well, first it makes me think, I'm like, oh, how would you say that in mm-hmm. Spanish, mm-hmm. queering language? Mm-hmm. And it makes mm-hmm. me think of, uh, uh, I remember at a Interpreting for Social Justice training, I think, we were thinking, because it was a few years ago where there was also this phrase of like queering the movement. And we were like throwing out ideas of how would we say that in Spanish, like queering. And then I think it was already, some people were already already using this, but someone said joterizando, mm-hmm. joterizando el movimiento, joterizando mm-hmm. el le- lenguaje. Uh, y alguien dijo like mariconeando, so yeah, um, mm-hmm. mariconeando el lenguaje. I mean, some of these words have actually been used uh, to... Uh, as uh, words, as uh, like denigrating mm-hmm. words in mm-hmm. a way, historically, mm-hmm. even queer. Mm-hmm. But then there's this mm-hmm. level of reclaiming a lot of those words and using them. Um, so I think that's part of it um, in terms of what, uh, how, in which ways are we identifying ourselves as queer communities What's the language we use among mm-hmm. each other to mm-hmm. identify ourselves? And also, um, the other part of querying language is also, you know, resisting the binary in a way, mm-hmm. even through our language, mm-hmm. resisting mm-hmm. these boxes of, of the uh, male, female, mm-hmm. or that you have your sexuality has to be in a certain box. But, you know, for me, the, ter- the term itself, queer, is a term that, already says uh, uh, 
it it has a level of fluidity in mm. it you know which language is actually also mm-hmm. very fluid if you think about it um, mm-hmm. so that's what's coming to mind right now mm-hmm. for me it's really interesting to find like the challenging word that mm-hmm. is like culturally in spanish that mm-hmm. is you know or sometimes in english of like how do you translate some of those words um in a way that like it's the meaning is still carried mm-hmm. um and it's still understood on the other hand. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of something that I was curious to hear from y'all about. Um, kind of what do you think is so beautiful and powerful about querying language? But then also, what are the hard parts? What do you struggle with? I think the thing that's beautiful and powerful, at least that comes up for me right now, is like is that some of this has existed before us, right? Mm-hmm. Like our ancestors and um, like our folks have used have used ways to communicate with each other um, um, in expansive ways. And it is unfortunate that we don't, that, you know, at least for me speaking, like I've lost access to some of that Mm. language through, like through time with my family or just like certain things are no longer passed down, information in that that piece. Um, And so trying to, in a way similar to queer, like, Mm. take that back and reclaim it Mm -hmm. back and like understand it and learn about it is the thing that's beautiful and powerful and and coming together with other sexy terms to like figure out how do we say you know um xyz word i think that's that's another piece of like um of like you know building community around the process of creating language Right now, I mean, I think that language is changing and evolving, mm-hmm. and it really, it's it changes depending on context and history. So I I am really amazed at at seeing how I mean, for at least our context in the U.S. and being mm-hmm. a Colombiana, Latina, and seeing right now the the ways in which we are currently changing language mm-hmm. and uh, like almost seeing oh, yeah. it lie mm-hmm. that we oh, are yeah. mm-hmm. we are part of almost like a movement of changing Spanish right yeah. now with yeah. for example using the equis uh. or using the a instead of our o which is like the fami- feminine masculine or the masculine for uh, everyone um, mm-hmm. so and using out of the equis and that's like we we actually have been part of that movement in a way. So that that for me is incredibly uh, exciting and beautiful. Um, and to to think that yeah, like we uh, in our context in which we're living, we're pushing back. Also, I think what's difficult, yeah, language is also has been used to oppress. Mm-hmm. You know, press has mm-hmm. forced forcibly taken away um and i i think a lot of what happens when we really bring a lot of different languages into our room and the the opportunities that it gives to think of alternatives and even in other languages the Mm -hmm. binary doesn't exist or there's all there's already a third or fourth Mm -hmm. gender actually Uh Uh within the Uh languages themselves i think that uh, we're you know, you're you're jumping right to a question that we wanted to ask, which is as language justice workers and people in the language justice movement, we have worked hard um, to bring this like gender 
neutral and this queer language into the space. Y como, y como dijiste, Cata, like we've seen this live, right? Like we've seen this happening in the last mm -hmm. five years, I would say. But there are some folks who argue like that's oppressive, right? Like this is U.S. colonialism. This is U.S. imperialism. Like Ivan, otra vez, los Estados Unidos, like forcing these words down our throats. These aren't words that we use to describe ourselves. And so, ¿qué, qué, piensan, qué piensan de eso? Um, about that kind of like, this is this U.S. mentality and we're exporting it to the Spanish-speaking world. That's hard. I think the context in which I've heard it has been just regionally within the U.S. and the use of the X um, as opposed to like the ad symbol or the O-A. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't gotten into deep conversations with folks, but I have gotten into enough of a conversation to know that like they, you know, folks feel like it's not a term that people use to mm -hmm. identify themselves mm -hmm. or that it wasn't something, like, mm -hmm. similar to what you just said, that, like, mm -hmm. it was something that is being used by others mm -hmm. and being put onto them and that they would rather use other, um, other ways um, to, to identify themselves. And I think, you know, I think as language justice workers, I think we have to respect that. I mean... Mm. You know, I we there are regional differences in language, the regional differences in English and how it's spoken mm -hmm. and who speaks it and where. Nice. And I think that's part of the autonomy, right? Like queer queering language mm -hmm. is like also having mm -hmm. like the autonomy to like choose for yourself a number of things, right? And I think how you identify yourself is one of them and Yeah, no, I think for me, uh, a big part of the discipline of also with some of these languages, also really learning and listening to folks that that are of those communities that mm. are queer, that mm -hmm. are gender nonconforming, mm -hmm. that are trans mm -hmm. women, trans men, mm -hmm. you know, and like how are folks, you know, just what's the language we're already using? It's mm -hmm. already being used and mm -hmm. uh, really being informed by that. I do think there's the X is, is definitely U.S. context. Mm -hmm. Spanglish is mm -hmm. very U.S. context because mm -hmm. of our rea historical mm -hmm. realities, sí. current realities. And I do think it's been informed actually by, by Latin America because mm -hmm. it is the less the, uh -huh. that has been used in Latin America. The Zapatistas use... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lao, like Laos, mm -hmm. you know, so there is already a level of experimentation with language happening that I'm, I know it has also informed us over here as well. There's mm -hmm. an, an exchange and I mm -hmm. think it's okay mm -hmm. to have that tension too. Sí, mm -hmm. exactamente. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had this big like learning when um, I think, you know, this podcast is kind of like an extension of this curriculum that we put out last year as CPC. And Kata, you helped us with this queering language chapter where we were kind of talking about like when you train interpreters, how do you train interpreters around queering language? Y para mí se me prendió el foco, like I had this big aha moment, like we talk about queering language, but really the language justice movement has been queer from jump, like desde el principio, like 
so many people in the language justice movement identify as queer. My teachers and mentors and compañeros and compañeras are queer. So what do you think um, the relationship is between that? Why, why do you think that there's such a strong connection between the language justice movement and the LGBTQ, you know, movement or folk? Hmm. Bueno. Estamos en todos lados. Uh. <laughs> We are <laughs> Yeah, and for me, honestly, coming into language justice work was actually, it was very much connected to movement and social movement and, you know, just being involved in, in movement and a movement for liberation. Mm -hmm. And I think... That's because also, you know, movement for queer liberation, mm -hmm. th those, all of those intersectionalities of uh, being uh, immigrant and queer mm -hmm. and in very much involved in, in resistance and movement mm -hmm. work, it just kind of um, really came together. So it's hard to even think of these things separately mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. be honest latinx brown folks like black folks we can't communicate with one another mm -hmm. i mean like we're not going to be able to free ourselves if we can't communicate across yeah. like our similarities and our differences mm -hmm. and be able to build yeah. mm -hmm. and so i think there's something to be said about the fact that also at least from what i understand like that that all of this is 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 being birthed out of out of the south mm. um and i think there's something really yeah. magical <laughs> and really unique uh -huh. um and yeah. i think it makes <laughs> i'm not trying to toot our own horn or anything but i think <laughs> it makes us different than just your regular translator who's at a, at a company and who's just going in to try you know to interpret or like to translate a document or to interpret a visit or a court mm -hmm. like how we see this and like the systems that impact our people and impact us like is is deep right um and mm -hmm. it's connected to to that um that commitment of liberation that commitment of organizing The, the commitment of being fluid with language because we have to. Mm -hmm. Bam. Ya lo escucharon Just aquí, en up. vivo. <laughs> <laughs> Entonces, cuéntanos un poquito, like, how do you practice language justice today? I think right now, one way that I'm practicing language justice is actually really taking the time with organizations. I used mm. to get very frustrated mm. at, like, people mm. just not getting it right away, that we need equipment for everyone, that, you know, those that don't speak the dominant language mm -hmm. should also have the option of freely speaking mm -hmm. and not having mm -hmm. to be interrupted. Yeah. But, you know, I think I realized very quickly that this, I think people, uh, many people and organization haven't been exposed mm -hmm. to these. So I, I have one way that I'm really doing that is just having some patience mm -hmm. and really taking my time nice. with talking to, to folks, kind of mentoring almost or consulting mm -hmm. really with organizations on how to create multilingual spaces. Um, there's a lot of pushback. It's, a, it's actually mm -hmm. a lot of work, but I also, I do it because I, it also works my, makes my work easier But I also see the magic mm -hmm. that happens when you do have 
all of those elements of giving equipment to everyone, people being able to speak in, in their language and right away interpreting it. Um, so that's, that's one way. And another way is also training and supporting, mentoring folks that are wanting to come into this type of work, interpretation work. Um, I think many of us already have a lot of experience from growing up, mm. having to interpret for parents, for friends, mm. and really also wanting to support. And when I started interpreting, I was undocumented. And this was a way in which mm -hmm. I was able to make some extra money. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so I know it's a, it's a way that it could create some level of economic support for mm -hmm. for people as well and um, trying to bring in more more people that are migrants into into this work um, as well so those yeah those are some some ways it too ceci similar to kata i um am also an interpreter i uh was doing a lot you're also sexy tú también di. you're also sexy uh, Yes, uh, Definitivamente, yes, yes, yes. gracias. Check, 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 okay, gracias. Thanks, thanks for that reminder, friends. Um, yeah, and I was also doing um, freelance interpreting up to, like, just recently, um, more like, as I say, in like a formal, like, paid capacity, because similarly, like, it was something that I've had to do growing up since I was little, Um And even organizing in Phoenix, um, I didn't know about language justice and I didn't know that there was this term. I didn't know about like the differences or the fact that if you are the organizer and you're facilitating the meeting and you're also um, interpreting and then you're also taking notes and taking stack, that maybe, <laughs> maybe some of those roles should yeah. be split among <laughs> others. Um, you know, just sustainability is, is, is good. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to still, um, pull together folks here in Atlanta. Um, we're all women of color, busy, mm -hmm. single moms, kids and whatnot. And so it's hard. It's slow moving and it's hard. Um, but it's really great to be able to try and be, uh, supportive as other folks were for me. Mm. Um, I've, I've thought about trying to be, do some work with organizations as well, but I just haven't dived into that. Um, I also think that how I practice language justice today is, it's like an active thing in my family and it's really hard. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty competent interpreter um, when it comes to being in conferences and meetings and whatnot. But when it comes to being with my own family, it's actually it's actually mm. hard. Um, um, it's challenging. I'm not perfect. Um, my link, my partner is monolingual English speaker, um, and my family is monolingual Spanish speaking. Mm. Um, my brother and my sister both know Spanish and English, you know, to varying degrees. Um, of course, people feel more comfortable speaking English, and so. It just gets hard. It gets hard in family dynamics mm -hmm. um, and like having to be interpreting in social casual settings is challenging for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that for me personally, like I still have some growing edges mm -hmm. around that. 
Um, and, you know, still trying to be better at it. Yeah. Okay, so we have another question for you all. Um, and this is for uh, everyone that's out there listening, that either you're an interpreter or you're a language nerd like us. Mm -hmm. And we want to know, do you have any favorite queer vocab that you want to shout out on this episode? Listeners want to know. Uh -huh. Arepera. <laughs> <laughs> I do love arepas. <laughs> <laughs> Me <laughs> <laughs> Yo también. <laughs> oh my god. Ajá, las notas, las notas. Oh, ya oíste? Mi little notebook, I'm like. Manuel, eh, eh, Cata, Manuel quiere ah. saber qué es una arepera. Ay, Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> Equivalente a tortillera. Ajá. Ajá. I think it's by context. Ajá. I qué más. I really love the word queer, honestly. Mm. A querying and some of the other words we came up with, hotelizando mm -hmm. or mariconeando. Mm -hmm. Um I think I love queer because, you know, I think it also brings a little bit of that reivindicar. That's mm -hmm. the word that I mm -hmm. like, the, like mm -hmm. reclaiming mm -hmm. uh, of a word. Mm -hmm. And also, I, you know, the fluidity and the it it brings it with it kind of like this context of, of liberation. I, I think about it in that way, too. I feel very identified with that word. Um, mm. Ceci, do you have any favorites? Like, what trips you up when you're, like, at a gig? Uh, or what do you love? You're like, I got this. Mm. Dale, dale. I was remembering huh? interpreting when there was the the awards and they're, like, uh, a kinky or, like, leather. Oh, my a God. Yeah. Or, like, but, like, <laughs> da, 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 I'm like, ah, marimacha de cuero. Those always definitely trip me up a little bit and I love it. <laughs> Come on, oh no me acuerdo. God. I was interpreting for someone that we know in uh, a kink workshop for someone that we know, and there was like so much like como tía no no entiendo. It was like nipple clamps, and I was like, ah, uh, son unas pinzas que van en los pezones. She's like, como tía, and I was like, sí, así nada más. <laughs> but it was just like, como tía, no entiendo. I was like, ah, uh, bueno, okay, bueno, ya me voy. <laughs> um, so we're gonna play like a little game, ¿sí? Entonces, yo les digo una uh -oh. palabra y ustedes me dicen cómo, cómo la dirían. ¿Sí? Ay, ay, ay. All right, here we go. So, queer, <laughs> en inglés. Queer. Femme. Afeminada. Oh, non-binary. Yo he escuchado eh, género no binario. No, no uh -huh. binario, uh -huh. no binario. Uh -huh. De género no binario. What about gender non-conforming? Uh -huh. No conforme con género, o de género no conforme. Género no conforme. Dyke. Marimacha. Uh, marimacha. ¿Y hay diferencia entre dyke y butch en español? Oh. Uh, dos, uh. Ay, ay, ay. Dyke y butch. Maybe not. What about? Is there a difference in English? Well, this is a whole other podcast. This is a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> Uh, what about top? Oh. Yo digo activo. Oh. 
Activo, nice. Ajá. Ajá. Look at Ada. Ah, mira para que vean aquí la ally. Wow. Awesome. Ok, compas. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you all so much. It was so nice to talk to you today. Gracias a ustedes. And thanks. Gracias. Golden y Ada. Yo solo quiero decir. Queremos. Ajá, yo iba a decir. Yo solo quiero decir que las quiero mucho. Ay. Uh, so thanks so much to our guests and thanks to the studios of 103.3 Asheville FM, WSFM LP in Asheville, North Carolina. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at CVS Escucha or on Twitter at SVSE Podcast or email us at SVSE Podcast at gmail.com. On behalf of Manuel de la Luz of Mente Visual Films, Leonel Gutierrez of GBD Productions, and Andrea Golden and Ada Volkmer of the Center for Participatory Change, muchísimas gracias. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by Mente Visual Films and GBD Productions. Music by Combo Chimbita. Gracias. Gracias.